Hello and welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Mindhunter, Season 1, Episode 3, entitled Episode 3. <laughs> this episode was written by, or the story was written by Joe Penhall, teleplay by Joe Penhall and Ruby Ray Spiegel. It was directed by Asif Kapadia. And I gave this episode an 8.6 out of 10. I like the new arrival of Wendy Carr because she's played by Anna Torv. And I will say for the longest, what stopped me from getting into this show is that I thought that Anna Torv was Carrie Coon because they look very similar. And it's not that I can't stand Carrie Coon. It's that I have no love for her acting as much as others may i think that's just a matter of opinion when it comes to her work and thus i wasn't eager to meet this character and then i realized no she's from fringe i like her which made me a lot more excited at her joining the cast because i really like bill and i really like holden And I didn't want it to be ruined by this uh, this third persona. Uh, we start the episode with Dennis the Menace. What the hell is Dennis? The- I don't know what this serial killer, who this serial killer is meant to be portraying. I'm sure we'll know by sometime, hopefully the end of the season. But I know it's going down with the ADT serviceman Dennis the Menace because he's outside someone's home just watching it creeper oh man you know it's a suburban caucasian neighborhood because him standing out that long in front of somebody's porch you best believe some nosy ass neighbor actually i'm rather surprised another nosy ass neighbor wasn't being like what the hell is he doing uh but he does have ADT on his van so it's not as as alarming but I feel if you were in the hood ADT or not you standing in front of my crib (laughs) or anyone else's crib like what the fuck you doing I don't care you work for the company is he expecting you we then go to Bill and Holden who are who is Uh, they actually go to a campus where dr wendy carr a social sciences professor works in boston massachusetts dennis is doing all type of menacing in kansas wendy carr meets uh (laughs) holden in the break room when he goes to get some coffee he asks the lady she's like yeah all campus students can help themselves could he look any more like a quintessential FBI agent when they both were rolling up? I'm like, yeah, they do kind of announce themselves. And he makes a comment when she gets something out of the, I didn't even realize or recognize what it was. And he's like, it's cold. And she's like, yeah, thanks, weirdo. And then she's promptly introduced to said weirdo who has a massive hot for teacher crush that Bill calls him out on she just has a glow about her yeah yeah okay 
maybe because she has the same passion that he does for the work because <laughs> he seems pretty pretty into his girlfriend but he is very much fangirling for wendy carr the way he wrote book in his actual notebook i'm not gonna use science or sociological 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 there we go terms because i don't want to pretend i'm something i'm not i'm not i can't diagnose people i know sometimes i can recognize certain behaviors and what it indicates and sometimes i just google it in this case i have not because i need a lot more in three episodes but it feels as if with holden's character there is a little bit of ocd maybe or he's fidgety that's what bill says like you should smoke it'll help your fidgety fidgetiness but it, it's more than just that right because he also feels the need to write down things that are <laughs> quite easy to follow like why did you need to write down books sir and he's like wait a minute you can we can do this and i'm sorry can you repeat he's very meticulous in a way that's the word i'm looking for that speaks to maybe some underlining type of psychosis going on with him as well he is very very insistent i'm sure this all falls into some type of category but i'm i'm curious at some point maybe later on at maybe after the season or close to the end of season two if it's not brought up in the context of the show what someone in psychology would categorize his behavior because it is a little on the not strange side but not in a bad way it just seems to be a part of his particular quirk if that makes sense but wendy believes that their work is very beneficial not only to the fbi it could be beneficial for what she's doing she studies powerful men so to speak uh politicians bankers she wants to find the correlation correlation between these people what kind of personality traits do they all have in common which may lead to certain psychosis for better and for worse so she thinks this should be broader than just the fbi it should be more inclusive that they need to be able to dedicate a lot more time than the time they've been given to this tench wanted to get her opinion on it and the fact that she is encouraging lets him know that they are at least on the right track this is someone who has some uh, credit in the community because she's already had one very successful book of course holden is eating this up he can't contain his excitement however tench says look we only have so many hours what she's trying to say is you know you i don't want to give up on it it does have merit in which to go forward 
it's just not gonna be overnight and thus she thinks that's a real shame because what they have has real potential and can be as she stated earlier uh, far-reaching they then go to speak with benjamin franklin miller but the visit is declined even though he agreed to it prior because you know he's on a bad day and (laughs) tension thinks that they should never give anyone a heads up from this moment forward but what's the real issue is that they don't have time they're not allowed it's only when they're doing these uh tours that they have the capacity in which to start speaking with some of these criminals i'm not sure what benjamin franklin miller did either i'm not familiar with that name i don't know every serial killer that's ever lived uh holden and ford get back to their their real life job they begin to pinpoint on a map serial killers in the region where they may be going and who can they they could possibly speak to while they're there they then get a phone call from sacramento turns out their attacker has struck again not only killing the dog though but killing the victim so they are invited back to sacramento for their own assessment on things uh they go to their boss and they present the case like hey this is exactly what we predicted that he was going to continue and escalate and it almost feels as if the dog did have something to do with it which also was on par with the uh, profile that they were building because this is potentially uh something they can make right he tells them get on a plane take care of it they get there and they look at the crime scene photos i love the way in which they go back and forth and figure out or build what could possibly be and they land on someone who is older (laughs) the officer's like i've been rounding up uh teenage children that's what you told me to round up is is he still white because i need to know that as well it's like these profiles are never going to be perfect it's something i saw in uh what's it csi no it wasn't csi criminal minds a lot of people that we have that back and forth like well how accurate is it it's somewhat accurate it's not perfect but he is a suspect in his white uh that is in his 30s and is white and he also has a very troublesome relationship with his mother probably owns a dog and all of that information leads to one suspect that had been having their sights on which was dwight taylor comes from an abusive mother in their 30s and they go out and interrogate him i like the interrogation the way they they uh went into the house got the information they needed like look he's he doesn't get his own bedroom he's made to sleep on the couch there's a dog so there's a pet around uh we see how he isn't able to speak for himself in the presence of his mother and then she does nothing but i mean damn she basically said i should have had an abortion you fucking bitch why you bully me everyone asking this is all red flags because kemper has told them this was some of the triggers that was going on before he began his killing spree 
So they gave him a cigarette. They try to make him feel comfortable, but they're prying at him from all angles. We got the more stern one who's demanding. It, it's a uh, it's good cop, bad cop before we got familiar with it. So you have to remember this is back in the 70s where th this wasn't quite as a familiar tactic. So while on the screen i kind of was like oh this is playing out like something in a in a crime show it is rather a, a new idea a new way to get people to confess you know your mother she's a bitch she treats you like shit uh you got a dog did you ever have a girlfriend did she love you turns out that she forced the girl to get an abortion and they wanted to get married and she's been keeping him unhappy for a very long time and not only that has moved in some random man <laughs> he doesn't he does not disrespect his mother because he loves her but he ends up slipping up and saying that he doesn't take it out on her but you know maybe something else and he confesses to the murder and the attacks this is a, a great boon for Ford and Tench. And of course, Holden always has to make it awkward. Everyone's celebrating them and he has to talk about the darkness and make it all poetic. Why the fuck do you have to run it? He's like, read the room, dude. How many times do I have to tell you this? Read the room. He has uh, ideas of grandeur. Um very fascinating i would love to get, i can't wait to get more of his particular background because after this he asks a question about his relationship tensions with his mother he's like yeah i love my mom <laughs> actually it was after their conversation with kemper because they went and interviewed him once again he talks about how he put the heads in the garden facing his mother's room or her window because he always liked people to or because she always wanted people to look up to her oh my god not only did he fellatio the head to humiliate her but he put it in the garbage disposal because he wanted her to shut up and he repeated a lot of the things he said in the last interview you know everyone will now know this is because of how she treated her son he talks about the other murders that there wasn't any satisfaction as far as you know when you're thinking about something versus when it actually happens it was the idea what seemed to give him pleasure was the idea of getting away with it more than the act itself he talks a little bit about how he he tested it out like it all of a sudden wasn't supposed to be this uh this kill them technique it was just i like pretty girls i'm not very attractive but i like pretty girls and when i came out of uh, the psychiatric world it was a uh, it was like basically the 70s you can tell the difference in the styles between bill and holden bill's very reserved he's like yeah you probably had it with yours and he's like sure he doesn't allow himself to to personally engage whereas holden can't help himself from personally engaging even to the point where he's like oh what a bitch 
i think for bill he's putting on a show to elicit information and he gives him a compliment later on like he believes that you're his friend which makes you a damn good fbi agent but i think the difference is bill does have more or not bill holden has more empathy with these criminals because he can find some commonality despite how horrible they are and the terrible things that they have done which indeed does make him a good fbi agent but it doesn't make him as sickened as bill is when he walks away even though he did say i smell like ed kemper (laughs) he is disgusted by what the man is doing and he has a tendency to always uh loom over him as he's describing how he cuts someone ear to ear because they'll bleed out slow so he considers that a little bit of a mercy kill so that they don't suffer and be in pain so it's these tiny little details and then he always just touches him on the shoulder (laughs) like it's okay i know you were terrified but you did great and he asked bill about his relationship back to his mother and it's been brought up a few times now uh last episode he said or debbie asked him what's your relationship with your mother like he says good because my mom is gonna judge you by your relationship with your mama okay we didn't see any fallout from that and we haven't really seen him and his mother and i'm, I'm just guessing at this point that there might be tension between him and his mother so and when you had that comment from debbie because he comes back and he takes a shower and he's like i don't want those people to rub up rub off on me especially about sex but at the same time i think that he is a little in that category the same as with ed kemper like oh there's uh, you know i got it in my pants i want to put it everywhere but girls don't like me i have my first real girlfriend (laughs) and debbie you know since high school and then you have bill saying you know yeah i'm married once and i love my wife but you can tell that there's a strain because he creeps and listens to his conversations because he's not a present parent he's very much an absentee parent and he values being with his or just hearing his wife's voice after a really hard day but he really can't talk to her about it he doesn't talk to her about it he just listens to the issues that she's having versus he has these very open conversations with his girlfriend and it looks to interfere with the life because she makes a comment too it's always the boys and their mothers and that's when he made that one particular comment about not allowing the the people like ed kemper to rub off on him however earlier he was up in the middle of the night ironing (laughs) because he's unable to sleep it's gonna start he's fascinated in a way that i don't i think he can become obsessive and i would think if he's planning on I don't know moving forward with his girlfriend he'd be more focused on that aspect of their relationship but we shall see i just have a feeling that it's not gonna work out on the plane they decide hey we should invite wendy down to virginia 
and just pick our brain for one day to organize so that when we do get ready to present to the big boss who doesn't want to hear it and already is starting to hate me as much as he hates you we at least have something tangible in which to present and that's when they had the whole conversation about wendy being remarkable and having a glow about her that's just very uh very <laughs> alluring to to uh holden he asked bill if they had slept together bill's like no and why would you ask me that because i'm a happily married man don't be out here starting rumors fool just because you got a hard on for her she arrives and they talk just very briefly and then the episode goes off and it has a tendency to end in these weird places and i guess it's because (laughs) you're meant to binge but i'm not so i'm just like oh it's over right there all right weird place to end it kind of like episode one but i'm starting to get used to it or at least i'm beginning to realize i might have to get used to it there was also another small scene with holden and what was her name ruth i have no idea margie margo something to that effect he goes to a professor he wants to remove certain naughty words from (laughs) the fbi's deviant word list uh no one says that no one do you want some conolingus no do you want me to lick your pussy yes that's uh yeah so he removed pussy i believe she's like fuck wad fuck (laughs) it's funny how far we've come though it is good how far we've come into the cursing like seriously they're just words we made up and that is the conclusion of our episode so uh can't wait to see who this benjamin miller is uh what the fuck uh is dennis gonna get up to and wendy how is she gonna how is she gonna fit into this equation if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease it's a dog howling and black girl magic